Hello and welcome to Deep Up Podcast. This is Louis Spalletta. We have a lot of things to get to in this podcast. Uh, we got Melo, Giannis Adekumpo, the play of both of them is outstanding. James Harden, of course. But let's start off with the Knicks and the firing of Coach David Fisdale. It's finally happened. As I take a sip of coffee, I am super happy. I sit here knowing that the fish head is rotten from the head down and that the Knicks organization is rotten, but I do feel that the Knicks coaching bench was second rate. Every time the camera would pan over there, I would think to myself, this is the best New York can do. Bunch of cheap suits and second rate coaches. That's what we've attracted. Fisdale was always a second-rate coach. Uh, I said it in the beginning, and then I sort of was kind of uh, finessed by his words a bit, thinking that you know he had a little something different, and uh, he had me fooled. But the record speaks for itself, and I know there's going to be a lot of fans out there that say, hey, uh, look at what he had to work with. <clears throat> there has been no defined personality in the New York Knicks and their parts and their compartments. There's been no like, oh, this guy can do that. This guy, Randall's going to be good for this. And, you know, there was no clearly defined roles. Look at the, the, the you know, how, how Randall would bring up the ball at times. Uh, um, a guy who doesn't even have a right hand and he's going to be your point guard. Um, guys, Portis sitting out there taking threes at times. Um, it's just... The personnel, when, even if you don't have a wonderful personnel, you the coach is in charge of direction and clearly defined personalities. And I never knew what I was getting watching the Knicks on the court, and that's David Fisdell's problem. There was a new personality every single night, right? Whether you're a great team or a bad team, there should be a clearly defined personality. And, uh, you know, oh, this team's great. They're driving the ball to the rim and, 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 and converting. And the other team is a wonderful three-point shooting team and a great lockdown defensive team, perimeter defensive team. Another team is um, great at, at keeping turnovers to a minimum, uh, and they're great on fast breaks. And The Knicks had nothing. Okay, The Knicks were helter-skelter. Uh, as seen in their point guard, Dennis Smith Jr., who has to this point been a bust, um, the only bright spot on this team being R.J. Barrett. David Fisdale is one of the worst out-of-bounds coach plays I've ever seen. That means when there's a timeout, uh, your coach draws up a play, uh, that play rarely works with the Knicks and with Fisdale, of course, at the helm. Um, very subpar out-of-bounds coach, whereas Doc Rivers uh, would be one of the best out-of-bounds coaches I've ever seen. Greg Popovich. These are guys that are just solid. I uh, never want to put Fisdale in that category. Um, but what the Knicks need is a heavy-handed leader. And a guy like Mark Jackson. A guy that's going to... Uh, Jeff Van Gundy. A guy that's going to come in here and 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 really get in players' faces. Not be a, a player's sissy coach. And, co you know, coddle. That's not what the Knicks need. In terms of player development, uh, the, Knick, the last thing the Knicks needed was David Fisdale. Uh, in terms of... Frank's development, Kevin Knox's development, all those guys, it falls on Fisdale. And Fisdale didn't do a good job. Let's not let's not uh, joke ourselves. 
all right? We need a guy that's not going to take crap, and that means discipline. The big D word, discipline. That's why I've picked uh, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson to be those, those leaders to come back and bring that New York mentality back. Uh, I think that would also make the fans uh, very happy. Let's take a look at Fizdale's record. Fizdale, since becoming the franchise's head coach on May 7th, 2018, uh, signing a four-year deal, the Knicks went 21-83. and 83. My God. I'll repeat that. 21 losses. Uh, excuse me, wins. 21 wins with 83 losses. I'm sorry, that's just that's, that's unthinkable. Keith, <laughs> they also fired Keith Smart, uh, who was the Knicks assistant coach. Not a fan of him either. Um, New York has lost eight straight games, of course. Uh, bottom of the Eastern Conference with 4 and 18 record. Da 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 da. Anyways, um, Fisdale's a guy who likes to talk a lot. You know, oh, we're in the process and we're doing the best we can. No, well, New York's not like that. New York is a results town. Hate to tell you, my man. Is there anybody out there that, that wants to just like build for 30, 40 years? You know, not win? Well, you want to you just do it for 20 more years? No. Do you want to just get out there and just play for the, for the love of the game? Or do you want to go to a game? Do you want your team to play to win? Do you want your team to actually win? Don't you want to see effort and then the win? Right? We don't care what they do in practice. We don't care what their practice looks like. We want the win. The Knicks, excuse me, New York people inevitably inevitably want a win. They want their team to not only show forth and do what they're supposed to do and get paid millions of dollars to do and have hard practices. That's a prerequisite. Coaches shouldn't be talking about that. They're supposed to show up and beat the other team, especially in a place as majestic as the Garden. And that's all I have to say about that. Good riddance to you, David Fisdale. And I hope that we get some better coaches in here. And I hope that the management can somehow replace itself or fire itself. Dolan, fire your management. And bring in some good basketball to New York because the NBA is better when New York is better. Moving on to Mello. Mello's playing amazing right now. Wow, he's really shut me up. <laughs> Still don't play that great defense, but he's really moving the ball quickly. He touches the ball, and it's either a shot or a pass, and that's all we wanted from Mello, just to make a quick decision. That offense runs really well with him. He fits it perfectly. He's shooting well. I mean, he's good. Like, let him just stay there, and I wish that Mello finishes out his career with that team, and Helps them do good things. They're not going to win a championship, but he'll, he's a good fit. This is as good as I've seen him play. Uh, I was a Knicks guy, obviously. I mean, he was on, when he was on the Knicks, I was a mellow fan. And uh, I, there was a lot of things I haven't seen him been doing uh, back then that I see now. And um, <laughs> part of me resents him a little bit for not, not playing this way on that Knicks team, you know, kind of a ball stopper, ball hog, ISO. And now he's not doing that. He picks and chooses his times, and he's playing a very uh, tremendous team team style uh, of play. And I'm really proud of Melo. So continue your thing. 
Giannis Adekumpo is a monster, the Greek freak as he lives up to, uh, his, his name. He was the MVP last year, and now he's averaging even greater numbers. Um, off the top of my head, it's like 30, what, 33 points a game, maybe 30. I think it's like 33 points a game, 13 or 14 rebounds a game, the guy right now. It's better numbers than last year. And, like, what do you do? I mean, you, you must give him the MVP this year. And then it's going to be him and Harden again, and who who's supposed to get it? So uh, I don't know if it's politics or whatever, but uh, I feel that Giannis should get it again, um, especially if the Bucks continue their their blazing uh, start. I think they're tied with LA right now as the best team in the league. So uh, if you know Giannis is leading the team back to the the promised land, uh, number one seed. And he's got these numbers. You kind of have to give him the MVP again. He does play both sides of the ball, not like James Harden. I say give him the MVP. Who knows where politics will take it, though. This was a quick podcast, and I wanted to cover uh, the topics that I did because they're the most relevant this week. I want you guys to uh, write in to me, tell me where I'm wrong, where I'm not, um, where you agree with me, where you don't. Because I want to hear from you. It helps me determine what is on the show. I also want to thank you for taking a seat at the D-Up table. I look forward to giving you the same things every week in a different, uh, with, with different current events. Um, try to stay consistent with the opinions. And again, it's all opinions. This, you know, I try to look at the facts and give you my, my best opinions. I'm hoping that you enjoy it. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff this year. So continue to tune in. There'll be some surprises, some nice guests. And I want you to have a good, good holiday week. And uh, stay safe. All right? Bye-bye. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.